0: 97 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzama Ndungwa Kumalo. It's the Tuesday edition of the, it's the Wednesday edition of the Private Property Podcast I feel as though the week is, is, is not moving as fast as I'd like. And of course, if you are joining us for the first time, we are counting down to episode 300 of the only daily property podcast in South Africa. So you've certainly missed out on some great content on your screens. So do make sure that you go to our Facebook or our YouTube Page to catch up on all the great content that we have already brought to your screens, and to all our regular viewers from the Top Ten Gang members on Facebook, as well as those watching us on YouTube, as well as on Instagram. Welcome back! You know how we do it every single weekday at 7 p.m. You and I have an appointment where we're always in conversation with experts who help us navigate our property journey. And talking about helping us navigate our property journey, you know, you can also look forward to. To a host of other great shows across private properties social media pages as it is a wednesday you can catch um sc class uh, who's going to be bringing you the first time home buyer show later on this evening at 8 pm and she's always in conversation with people who've not only walked that first time home buying journey but have gone on to grow their property portfolios from strength to strength and every tuesdays and thursdays you can catch award-winning farmer Mba Linua who's bringing you the farming podcast which tackles all things agriculture. So if you've got green fingers or certainly exploring, uh, perhaps investing in the agricultural space, then that is a show you do not want to miss out on. Every Mondays and Fridays, Chad brings you the Home Shoppers Show where he gives us a great tour of properties that you can find on www.privateproperty.co.za. Those are the great programs that you can look forward to every single weekday at 8pm across our social media pages. So do make sure that you're following us on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, as well as on TikTok. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at isamandumwa underscore K as I talk all things relating to property. Now, this evening, we're going to be looking at digital developments for real estate agents. We all know that every industry has been hard hit and certainly been affected by COVID-19 and having to adapt to different ways of conducting business. We're going to be looking at various ways that estate agents can not only survive through this pandemic, but also thrive by using digital tools to do so, looking at different ways that they can connect to their customers and also still bring value in terms of good customers customer experience. I know that we've certainly seen some great tours, for example, of certain properties when you go to privateproperty.sale.ca, but not every listing has that. And, and, and I, I always say there are certain things that I want to see on the post already. So when you're looking at the pictures, you're looking at how a post is written, um, and then you're also looking at a video. And once those three sort of meet my criteria, Then I go and book a viewing. But sometimes those three are really not meeting your criteria. They're not looking too great. And given how spoke for choice we are as consumers right now, then move on to the next one. So really looking at what are the different ways that estate agents can also um, look at succeeding in these unprecedented times. And to help us best get a good sense of some of these digital developments, I'm joined this evening by Terry Dix. Is a real estate agent at Terry Diggs Properties that is powered by Kelly Williams South Africa. Terry, good evening, and thank you so much for joining us this evening.
1: It's an aval- absolute privilege to be with you, Samatunga.
0: It's, it's so Thank great to have you. I know, it's, I know it's the first time that we're having you on the show. I know we're probably going to have you uh, a couple of more times on the show. And one of the, the things that we've already noted is how so many of us have had to you know, do things differently because of you know, COVID-19, whether it's working from home or having a hybrid kind of system. And then first, let's look at some of the challenges that this has posed for you know estate agents, uh, especially, I mean, if I reflect uh, when we look at early last year, when we had the hard lockdown, obviously all of us could barely move and as the, the country slowly sort of opened up, we found that the real estate industry was still quite hard hit um, you know, by COVID-19. Perhaps first let's start with a reflection on um, you know, how estate agents in, in, in particular, how they've essentially struggled with some of the challenges that they have faced in terms of their working environments because of COVID.
1: So... Um Zama, if I can just say, we are very warm and fuzzy people. Mm-hmm. Um, real estate people are, are very special people. You know, they, um, they say an animal in their, in their own sort of league. And so we had to get used to now starting to work from home. There's no colleagues, there's no office, there's nobody, and everything is online. Your mm-hmm. younger people, I think your millennials adapted re- a lot more qu- quicker to, to this. But um, our um, older, elderly people are baby boomers, which you, you know there's a huge amount. Um, I, I think at one stage the average agent was 57, you know, and uh, obviously the numbers have now changed, you know, so they had to obviously make a lot of adaptments. Uh, I remember the first time I had to fill this COVID form in and I had to take a temperature and do the sanitizing, you know, it was, it was quite uh, overwhelming, you know, and and just the, the fact that a lot of the sellers were older people, they didn't want us there. And, and so you had the challenge of, um you know, overcoming b- being between buyers and sellers and, um, it uh, was really quite uh, uh, a very big adapt- adaption for us. But um, how I've survived my business, fortunate I've spent a lot of uh, time overseas. And uh, I must just tell you, Zama, when I came back uh, in sort of 2018, 2019, the South African market wasn't ready for, for videos and all the things that the overseas market have already prepared for. And they were already doing all of that. So uh, we were very much into branding, marketing, social media. And now it's, it's paid off because we know how to have, um, a LinkedIn. We know how to, uh, Go on Facebook. We know about all the the various pages, the I love pages. But you 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 find that a lot of our baby boomers they they don't even know how to go on on all these various platforms. You know. So what I would say to uh, to realtors, if you don't have that, immediately get someone that can assist you. You cannot afford not to have it because you know now all the days. Um, I I I I see, baby boomers and 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 realtors. They're just bombing out of real estate. They do not doing anything. Get a WhatsApp, um, you know, database going where you sit on your phone, and all you have to do. I mean, I've got just on my phone, um, twenty three thousand people on a database. So sit on the database, connect with your people uh, on the phone. You can you can video call them, you can zoom call them. And yes, a lot of us didn't know how to even uh, schedule all these zoom calls but mm-hmm. learn how to do it and mm-hmm. and Zuma I don't do Zama I don't do anything without videos I've got a professional that takes all my photographs yes I know I spend a lot of money on it, but I make sure that that I have it done. And also, I'm in the development space, so um, I have got Greta um, Lombard. They are absolutely. I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm if I'm allowed to do this, but they are my one of my favorite architectural firms. The minute I get land, I I go and speak to them. I find out. What I can do, and if I can just uh, very quickly tell you a huge success story that we're busy with, um, I got a piece of ground, uh, uh, 55 hectare, and um, it happened to be in, uh, in uh, uh, one of my clients that attended one of my workshops with regards to um, student accommodation, and he gave this land to me as student accommodation. I took it to the town planner, and he said, no, T." Don't do it like this. And uh, Ramal explained to me exactly to do affordable housing. And obviously now I'm moving into a space somewhere that I wasn't in before. I'm now doing affordable housing. I'm doing student accommodation. And now my clients that were commercial, that were buying shopping centers, we are completely changing that. I'm moving into industrial. I'm now learning about um, how to look at warehouses in the right space and 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 i'm looking at um, other retirement um, developments you know putting that together so obviously your town planner is key your assisted living so we as estate agents have to adapt then it's a buyer's market then it's a seller's market yes your price is key but your town planner is key to find out where are these various developments going? Where are these various um, pieces of ground going or, or so on? So before I wasn't selling the hotels, I'm now selling hotels. So we have to, because they the developers and investors are doing different, looking at different opportunities with all the various things that we're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Terry, you've actually mentioned some really great
0: nuggets here. Um, and 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 it's one of the things that I was mentioning, right? Because when, when you look at, for example, um buyers who are investor buyers, so they're not necessarily looking just for a their primary residence, you tend to find that you need to be able to cater to them. And oftentimes we, we struggle to find estate agents that know how to cater to us as as, as property investors. Um and and i tweet about this quite a bit where you'll sometimes find for example a, a piece of land that's you know for sale and they'll say you know calling on all you know entrepreneurs or developers without having adequately themselves as estate agents done the due diligence uh in terms of establishing is this even something that's going to be feasible because if you're going to find a very interested buyer who knows their stuff they're going to ask certain questions that I found that Oftentimes, estate agents don't have the answer to, and you end up not making that sale because when I just did that quick search, I know that that piece of land won't even be great for, um, let's say, rezoning. And yet, in your ad, you said, you know, this is zoned X, and you can rezone it as something else. And and, and I think those are some of the the things that I, I tend that tend to frustrate me as a, as a property investor. When I even look at ads, never mind some of the bells and whistles of you know putting great pictures up or even putting you know a video tour up, just the pure basics, right? That I'm I'm literally your target audience, and yet you are not meeting me at the level where I need to be met for us to even you know start the relationship. Never mind potentially walking um the path together. I want to find out from from viewers at home, you know, when you go onto privateproperty.co.day and you're viewing different ads. What are the things that make you want to arrange a viewing? And this could be whether you're looking to buy an apartment to move in, or even looking to buy an investment property. What are some of those nuggets where, if they get this right, just at the ad alone, at the ad level, before we look at viewing the property, you're definitely going to arrange that viewing and go and view. Like I said earlier, I have my own criteria. Um, When I read the ad, when I look at the pictures. If they're only, for example, three pictures, that's already for me a red flag. I wonder why they're only three pictures, and um, especially if it's just pictures of the outside. Um, and even if, let's say, it's an estate agent that is with a credible um, agency, I really just think this is potentially trouble uh, because why do you not at least have seven pictures of the interior and different parts of the interior as well? So I want to find out from at home, what are those great uh, nuggets that when you see an ad on privateproperty.co.za makes you then arrange a viewing and then what are those that are red flags. So let's look at the green and the red flags of a property ad. Uh, and this is of course going to be great insight for estate agents because we are now sharing what we want to see and what we don't want to see. This is what will determine whether we make an appointment for the viewing. Never mind whether, you know, the sale is going to go through, because it's obviously a funneling process. So this is what determines whether we're going to view to begin with. Now, Terry, and, and I love that you mentioned how they sometimes um, you know some of the uh, the challenges with the with the boomers, and then of course the millennials, and and how oftentimes they work differently. I, mean, I follow a few estate agents on social media, and I've seen how the millennials make use of social media, use their own phones, so they're not even waiting for you know an expert photographer they will do a reel of a particular property you know on instagram and they're using that themselves they're using the latest music to to play around with that because they know that that's a great way to reach more people who could potentially you know either view their property or share it with somebody else and even with the rental property because i'm seeing a lot of this with rental properties as well because you know that market is slightly different from those who are looking to buy when we then look at you know some of the tools that estate agents can use to then connect with, um, you know, their potential customers, perhaps give us insights, especially because you've got, uh, you know, a training academy on how sort of both generations um, can survive this this lockdown and the working conditions. As you were saying earlier that, you know, the deeds office being closed does also obviously, you know, hamper uh, sales going through, but the reality is there's a captive audience uh, meaning that they are customers who want to buy. Um, how can they best reach those customers? Also bearing in mind that some of those customers are very tech-savvy, like myself, and others are not as tech-savvy. They're not, they're not really you know, on Instagram or TikTok using any of these things. They're just going to go on today Find the property and and literally just either WhatsApp you or call you to make that appointment. So you're servicing you know a, a nice broad range of of different customers.
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, Zamatunga, um, we've been fortunate uh, to train with uh, with uh, people that helped us to to be. Um, a brand ambassadors. So that's very important. I must tell you, I can freak when I go on Facebook and I see realtors have a, a, a pictures of their dog or their f- little family or whatever when it's their business page. When it's your business page, you know, oh. have your logo, have your, <laughs> you know, your, your details and have your face on every single advertising material that that you're doing you know um so I also try and um, and make different videos not always about property but um, you know maybe of my life or what is happening in the industry so that um, you know you become the information center um, and now I'm busy looking at funnels I'm, I'm working with FIFo to to set up some uh, sales funnels for me. You know, if you look at the trends, how the um, American agents um, work, and if we have to adapt the new ways of surviving, I mean, um, sometimes my son says to me, mom, are you working at a call center because you're on your phone the whole day? (laughs) <laughs> but you know what? You collaborate, and you're just working completely different. So you're sending videos, and you know you're sending them links and all sorts of things, which we have to adapt now. You know that we can um, that we can stay abreast of of, of the market. And yeah. um, sorry, if I can just say one more thing: if we if we see a residential property. We've also got to start looking at different things, you know, like your heading and the, the pages and pages that they write on the ads. Do something catchy, do it short and and, and do it to the point that a, a, a buyer can look at it and it's there. This is a multi This is a flip, you know. This is for Airbnb or whatever the case may be. But do as much homework as possible. I mean, today an agent gave me a hotel and I said to her, what are the possibilities? Who's the town planners? Can we extend? Can we do? And she said, no, that's for each buyer. I said, no, sweetie, Mm -hmm. we need to know all this information before we go to market. She said, no, but your investor can, I said, no, we've got to add value. We've got Mm -hmm. to know all these things. You know, because we've reality to also because I think Sarah, the reality is
0: also that the 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 investor is going to ask you these questions, and they're going to expect yeah. that you know. And so, if as an estate agent you don't know, then I already know that you you're trying to sell something that you're not familiar with, where you don't understand. um, yeah. You know. Let's say, for example, rezoning, how long it takes, whether you can actually rezone to what you want to rezone to, because some of the properties, they'll say this is ideal for, you know, student accommodation or you can build a, a small complex. So you have to actually change the rezoning. They're not familiar with the bylaws of that particular municipality that you know, explicitly say that you can't rezone um, to that kind of uh, building structure. So it says to me, yeah. you yourself have not done adequate um, research. So you're also selling it at the wrong level because a really good investor would know and would be up to date with what can or cannot be done in an area that they're looking to invest in. And they'll obviously ask you certain questions. And sometimes these questions are asked because we want to get a sense from the get go it, am I working with somebody who you know gets what they're doing? I mean, there have been instances where I'm, I'm looking at buildings. You want the rent roll, for example. And we always question the rent roll, uh, always sort of viewed with a bit of skepticism, because sometimes the numbers are not an accurate reflection of the vacancy rate um, or the occupancy rate, and and or even the, the, the price that's being paid. Because with some, they'll say, you no know, leases are in place. I see copies of the lease, I'll say, no, some of them you know, aren't available, but it's month-to-month you know, leases. So you almost need to, as an estate agent, preemptively have a good sense of the property that you're looking at be clear of what some of the potential loopholes are, even bring them to the attention of the investor. Because I'd rather know that, look, I'm I'm about to buy a building um, that actually has 80% occupancy and a good 80% of those um, living there don't have a written lease agreement or it was in place, but they've all expired. So it's now actually a month to Mm -hmm. month. So when I come in, actually need to put the lease agreements in place Maybe make them a fixed-term rental. Uh, be clear that you know the current rental figures are lower than what the market asks for. Can I increase it? So you get a really good sense of what you're about to get yourself mm-hmm. into, and it obviously does help with help you with negotiating. But beyond negotiating, you as an investor just get a good sense of the work that is ahead of you once you take mm-hmm. over the property. I think sometimes agents take for granted that. We ourselves do our own due diligence. We'll sometimes go back, Mm -hmm. you know, speak to the the tenants, uh, ask them how, you know, have they signed the lease? How long have they been staying there? Is the place fully metered? Some of them, they'll tell you, no, know, it's actually not fully metered. Only, you know, 20% of the units are metered. The rest of us Mm -hmm. have bridged the water and electricity and all these kinds of things. And and when you want to conceal them, we find out. So I think it's such a great... Mm -hmm. Thing that estate agents are also aware that this is the reality of the investor mm-hmm. that they're dealing with that we're smart we know what we're doing we ourselves also do our own due diligence so it's in your best interest to present us with a property knowing all the facts and presenting it mm-hmm. accordingly
1: you know what it is uh Zama-Junga, and 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 Please, I would love to, you know, that's what I train um, our people on. And and that is, what do you do? What information are the investors going to ask? Because when they're new in the market, they don't know. So they don't have that information on hand. They don't know the FAR, the density, the coverage, how many units per hectare. They look at you, well, what? Did I have to put that all in my ad? You know, how long is the rezoning going to take? You know, if the seller is going to do the, his own rezoning, how much would it cost? What would the proclamation be? Are there services? You know, they don't know to even ask for this, you know. And, and, and so um, I think there's just not enough training um, on that, you know, so we can certainly do that. And um, just... I'll give you one example. I'm busy with a shared deal, (laughs) $40 with an investor, and he wants to buy this whole block of apartments, one block of apartments, two weeks. I don't have the rent roll. I don't have the income. I don't have the uh, expenses. I don't have the financials. And before you go on the market, you've got to know that the minute your phone starts to ring, You've got to have a file with that all on, you know, on a. Because we asked for that.
0: Yes. Because the the, the very basics is you must have an investor pack. Because often when I look at, you know, buildings, whether it's uh, for residential use or commercial use, but the moment I'm looking at a building, I want the investor pack. I don't even want to ask you questions individually. Send me the pack. Then if there are any gaps that I find in the pack, I'll ask questions. In the event where you're selling a building and there's no investor pack, that's a red flag. And I think it's so important for estate agents to also um, take note of that. Terry, as we're running out of time, I want to then find out from you, how can estate agents also thrive um, or set up their digital business? Because the reality of being an estate agent is that you're running a business. Uh, We're increasingly moving to the digital space. And so it's also about understanding the nature of building and growing a digital business at the core of it. And as much as you are selling a physical asset, uh, you are running a digital business and you need to be able to adequately run it and facilitate the sale of this physical asset. So what tips would you give to estate agents when it comes to setting up and ultimately thriving uh, in their digital business?
1: So I would say one of the first things they need to do is is get a business page on all their portals, and they have got to become um, familiar. Their photographs—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not even negotiable. Their photographs have got to be there. Their logos have got to be there. The information has got to be there on their business, and they've got to make videos, you know, of, of their business, and they've got to post regularly. Zamatunga not that I'm a, a, a perfectionist. I've also, you know, slacked a little bit on all this stuff because you're so busy and there's so much happening, but I, I I'm very aware of it. And I know that I need to mm. keep on working on it. You know, that you your business must have a voice. You must have a voice. And the minute you have a mic, the people notice you and, mm. and, and they become familiar with you, you know, become known in your communities You know, be on all the I love pages. Um, A lot of it is moved to Telegram. You've got to be on there. You've got to be visible and post regularly. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to take your business online. And you know what? Like my my son, who's very, very successful um, at Pam Golding, um, he says, Mom, real estate has never, ever been easier. Everything is digital. Everything is with videos. What a pleasure. You send the videos, you say to the client, would you still like to see it? And he says yes or no, you know? Mm-hmm. There, work from a coffee shop. How much easier can it be?
0: Mm. And, and, and and Terry, before I let you go, I mean, and you've made reference to other markets, for example, the US and how they're doing things. Where do you see um, us certainly going when it comes to where real estate agents and how they're going to be conducting business uh, in the future going and of course digitising as much as possible. In as much as we know that this you know property is a people's business and it's so important for us to physically connect, we also need to be making use of digital tools that facilitate a lot of that connection.
1: I think it's going to be um, uh, a lot more. Uh, videos. It's going to be funnels, and we're going to be visible on the portals. And um, I just look forward to that. Um, you, you, you know, um, my my partner is also in the in the digital space, and he gives courses to agents on how to digitalize. Their businesses. He gives uh, video courses, so um, I can help them a lot to baby steps to start. They don't have to do everything at once, and uh, they don't have to boost and and pay a lot of money. You know, they can they can start slowly, and we can help them to build. and And they can just uh, they don't have to reinvent anything. They can just copy and watch what what the successful and the top brokers are doing.
0: Mm. And I think that's such a great place to leave it at, Terry. Thank you so much for joining us this evening.
1: Thank you very much. It's an honor for me to have been with you, Tunga. Thank you very much. Take good you. care. Thank you very much. much And and
0: that is Terry Diggs, who is a real estate agent at Terry Diggs Properties. That's powered by Kelly Williams, South Africa. And that brings us to the end of this evening's episode of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. We'll be back on your screens tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. It is a Wednesday, so you can catch Esti Klaassen on the First Time Home Buyers Show at 8 p.m. Until then, hoping you're staying home and staying safe.